on today's episode of the Locked On Dimebacks podcast, Geraldo Perdomo was the D-backs breakout star of 2023. So who will be the D-backs breakout star in 2024? You are Locked On Diamondbacks, your daily Arizona Diamondbacks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked on Dimebacks podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. You're listening to who? Always charismatic host of this podcast, Miller Thomas. I'm a multimedia journalist and I'm a graphic designer, so please go check out my website, millerthomas24.myportfolio.com. On there, you can see all my latest work, from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design. Thank you for making Locked on Dimebacks your first listen every day. I would not be able to do this podcast without you, my loyal listeners, sharing, subscribing, reviewing, doing all that so I could do this podcast for you. Thank you. It's free and available on all platforms, so please continue to tell your friends. One of those platforms is YouTube, so please hit subscribe to Locked on Dimebacks on YouTube. And for today's podcast, we are going to be talking about who is going to be the D-backs breakout player in 2024? Because, of course, Geraldo Perdomo was the unexpected star for the D-backs in 2023. But before we get into that conversation, I want to start this pod by talking about something that the D-backs are entering this season with, something that they're entering this season with that they haven't had in a very long time, and that is expectations for this Arizona Diamondbacks team because it's a new year and it's a new D-backs team. And for once, the D-backs are entering the 2024 year, the new calendar year, as a team with expectations, as a team with something to prove, as a team with something to play for. Because typically, when we enter new D-backs seasons, uh... We might have some hopes that the D-backs can make the playoffs, but we may not be expecting it. That's the big difference between this year and a lot of D-back seasons. There's a whole lot of seasons where the D-backs have hope. They think they have a roster that can compete for the postseason. But for the first time ever, maybe not ever, but for the first time in a long time, the D-backs are entering the 2024 season, not with hopes of making the postseason, but with the expectation level that this team is good enough and will make the postseason in 2024. Because of the D-backs, listen, I don't need them to get back to another World Series for next year to be successful, but best believe if the D-backs miss the postseason this year, it will be nothing short of a disappointment. You can't follow up, you can't follow up a World Series appearance season with the following year you missing the playoffs entirely. That would be an abject disaster, a failure, whatever you want to call it. It would be a major disappointment for the D-backs. And so this team now enters 2024 with huge expectations on this pitching staff, on this lineup, on the managers, on the front office, from top to bottom. Everyone is now expected to perform at the highest level possible. And I want to see how the players and the coaches will respond, right? Because you just look at last year's team, Corbin Carroll, rookie, had himself a fantastic year, historic season. But Corbin Carroll enters the second season. Of course, there's... 
a little something called a sophomore slump. And the reason that there is a sophomore slump is because you have so much more film on you. Now, the sample size is so much larger. They're going to pitch to Corbin Carroll a lot differently next year than they did this past year. They're not going to give him his favorite type of pitches. They're going to pitch around him a lot more. Corbin Carroll, I want to see how he responds entering next season with the expectation levels of being the unanimous rookie of the year coming off historic season where as a rookie you did finish top five in MVP voting. There's going to be a whole nother level of expectations for a guy like Corbin Carroll. Tori Lovello, you always enter the season with a scrappy, feel-good team. If we made it to the postseason, you're a hero. You're the manager of the year. And if you miss the playoffs, ah, we'll get them next year. Tori Lovello has never had the expectation to manage a postseason contender before. I want to see how Tori Lovello responds. What kind of decisions does he make when he knows, you know, we're actually playing for something. We actually have a team that can potentially win it all. How does Tori Lovello, how does his philosophy change? How does his approach to the game change when you want to win every game? Of course, Tori Lovello has always wanted to win every game, but now you're expected to go into some of these series and actually beat the opponent. It's a lot different when you go against the LA Dodgers from the past few years and the Dodgers are expected to beat you. Or if you go against a team like the Cincinnati Reds and it's like, ah, whoever wins that series, both teams are on equal footing. Now you enter series against the, you know, maybe not the Reds, but against the Oakland A's of the world, against the Pittsburgh Pirates of the world. You enter those series with the expectations of, if not sweeping the series, at least taking two out of three, three out of four. And against those LA Dodgers and Atlanta Braves, you're expected to compete and, you know, split maybe the season series against those teams. How does Tori Lovello respond to expectations like that? It's a lot of question marks for some of these players and the managers on this D-backs team with the expectation levels now put on them. But I look at the talent on this roster. This is this is a roster that is more than talented enough to get back to another postseason. You have Corbin Carroll, like I said. You got Ketel Marte, one of the best second basemen in the sport. Christian Walker, elite defensive first baseman, a whole lot of power. Gabriel Moreno. Elite defensive catcher. You got Lords Guriel back. You traded for Eugenio Suarez. Your lineup is looking nice. Maybe one more addition on the way. Your rotation. You got Gallon. You got Kelly. You added Erod. The bullpen looks as good as ever. Like on paper, this is a team that should get back to the postseason and compete for another World Series title. Listen, on paper, yes, the Dodgers or the Braves or Phillies might look better on paper, but the sport is not played on paper. The deep backs showed us that last year. If you get hot at the right time, any team can do anything in the postseason. So with the talent that they do have on the roster, they can compete with the Braves, the Phillies, and the Dodgers of the world because we saw it last year with a less talented roster. And after those three teams... The D-backs are as good as anyone in the National League. I think those are the three teams that actually scare me in the National League, the Braves, Phillies, and Dodgers. After that, the D-backs, I think, are clearly better than any other team in the NL after that. And with the largest payroll in franchise history, I'm sure ownership also wants to see the D-backs make it to the postseason in 2024. And my biggest fear is if the D-backs don't make the playoffs next year, ownership will say, Look, guys, I guess spending money clearly doesn't work and we'll revert back to our old ways. 
That's what I don't want to see happen. I don't want to see the D-backs, if they miss the playoffs next year, to all of a sudden change our whole philosophy. Let's stop spending money. Maybe we got to actually unload some of this payroll since we did better when this roster was cheap. I don't want to see ownership start reverting back to their old ways if this D-backs team does not make the playoffs because they just have way too much talent to not make the playoffs. And if the D-backs did go to the playoffs in 2024, guess what? It'll be the D-backs' first time going back-to-back to the postseason since 01-02. This D-backs team has never been able to build a sustainable playoff contender and 2024 will be a huge test as to whether or not they could do that. I don't want 2023 to just be a one-and-done fluke. I believe in this D-backs core, and 2024 will tell us if this core is real or not, if they just got lucky last year or not. I want to believe last year was real, but the D-backs are going to have to show us it was real because this franchise has disappointed us so many times. They have to show us once again for us to believe in this D-backs team. You know, further, because I do believe this D-backs team has a ton of talent, enough talent to get back to the postseason in 2024, but they still need to show us on paper because we have just been disappointed so many times as D-backs fans. With the D-backs being the hunted for once, they need to come out this season hungry. They can't just sit back and rest on their laurels. They have to enter the 2024 season opening day as aggressive as ever. They have to act like they didn't just go back to the World Series, you know, the previous year. They have to act like this is maybe the last moment that they'll ever... The D-backs have to play next season like they're going to get relegated at the end of the year. I want to see them play with a big chip on their shoulder. And I believe the D-backs will. I think because that they lost the World Series last year, the fact that they finished runner-up, I think they're going to take all that animosity from losing and channel it into the season this year. I think the D-backs are going to play with a big chip on their shoulder the whole year. I think they're going to play like they're going to get regulated at the end of the year if they don't make the postseason. And I think that attitude that they have, that they will have entering 2024, I think they're going to carry that attitude all the way to another postseason berth. And for the D-backs to make another postseason berth, they're going to need another player like a Geraldo Perdomo to break out in 2024. So in segment number two, we're going to be breaking down some potential breakout candidates for the D-backs in 2024. And if you think one of those breakout candidates can help the D-backs get back to another World Series and potentially win it next season, then why not go to FanDuel Sportsbook and place a little futures bet on the D-backs World Series odds because the NFL regular season is wrapping up, but there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $150 of bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is so easy to use, and there's so many different ways to bet, like live same-game parlays, find bets in the new Explore tab, 
make a parlay in the parlay hub the best ways to find popular parlays and my favorite thing to do is the same game parlay whenever i see the lakers are playing a mediocre team i take 80 over points 80 over rebounds and the lakers money line now listen the money line leg of that parlay has not been hitting as much as I want to recently, but I'm still throwing it in my same game parlay. So if you want to do the same, visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. All right, all right, all right. Let's get back to the Lockdown Dimebacks podcast. Let's discuss some players that could break out for the D-backs in 2024. Segment number two, we'll talk about players that could break out into actual MLB All-Stars next year. And then segment number three, we'll talk about players that could just break out and turn into internal All-Stars, D-backs All-Stars. Maybe not MLB All-Stars, but at least internal All-Stars in segment number three. But let's first start here in segment number two with the little Alec Thomas and his potential to be the D-backs breakout player in 2024 because Alec Thomas is a huge swing piece for this D-backs team next year. Alec Thomas right now is just considered a defensive outfielder, essentially. He's considered like a Jackie Bradley Jr. type where he plays maybe the best defense in center field in all of Major League Baseball, but his bat has not come around yet. In the postseason, he showed some flashes, but we need a lot more than just flashes from Alec Thomas. Now, he is entering just his third season in Major League Baseball. And the third year for Geraldo Perdomo was the year he turned into an all-star. So Alec Thomas will get his opportunity to show he's better than what he's shown so far. He's already played 238 games his first two seasons. He's gotten a pretty large sample size, and so far, the offensive numbers have been straight-up disappointing. 230 average, 633 OPS. But for Alec Thomas to potentially turn to an all-star, we're going to need those offensive numbers to pick up. I believe they can pick up because of the way he looked coming up through the minor league system and the way he still crushes triple a pitching if Alec Thomas turns that contact ability on on the major league level if he can turn himself into a 290 hitter a guy that you know probably strikes out a decent amount but at least a good walk rate if he could turn to a 290 hitter get on base 35 percent of the time and then maybe 15 home runs but 25 to 35 doubles with another 20 stolen bases. I think that's his path to potentially becoming an all-star next season. Will it happen? I don't know. But he is a guy that I think has 15 home run potential, 20 stolen base potential with a high average. I do think that could get him to an all-star appearance because let's not forget, Lords Guriel was an all-star for the D-backs last year, and he should have been based off those first two months he had uh, in Major League Baseball. But I think Alec Thomas could put up, you know, I think Alec Thomas could get hot for two months and turn himself into an all-star use the the that gap power he's displayed in the past with his speed with his defense I do think there is a path to Alec Thomas breaking out into an all-star in 2024 and if he does that will only raise the ceiling of this D-backs lineup number two 
is Brandon Fott, who I think is a pretty popular pick to be the D-backs breakout player for next year. And it's all because of what he did in the postseason. Absolutely electric during the D-backs World Series run. What he was able to do against the Dodgers and the Phillies and the Texas Rangers really propelled this D-backs team because entering the postseason, Zach Allen was faltering. Merrill Kelly was a stud. But after those two, a whole lot of question marks. And Brandon Fott was able to step up to the plate. He had this confidence in the postseason, unnerving confidence, and he looked really good. Now in the regular season, he was not that guy. He looked awful in the regular season, gave up a lot of home runs, gave up a lot of hits. He just did not look good. But if Brendan Fott can translate what he did in the postseason to 2024, Brendan Fott definitely has a chance to be an all-star, especially if a guy like Erod, who has missed a bunch of time throughout his career, if he's you know in and out of the rotation next year and Brendan Fott has to step up a lot as the number three starter in the first half of the season, and he's putting up numbers you know similar to what he did in the playoffs, maybe 90% of what he did in the playoffs, Next year, I think Brandon Fott will have a chance to be an all-star in 2024. Brandon Fott, I think, has a pretty killer repertoire, still has pretty nasty stuff. He just has to refine his stuff and get better at it, needs a little bit more movement on those fastballs, can't let it just sit in the middle of the zone. But Brandon Fott, I think he showed us when he's right. We can see why he was the D-backs top pitching prospect. We can see why he had won the highest strikeout totals in the minor leagues in like the last 20 years. Brandon Fott, I think, is going to be everyone's favorite pick for the D-backs breakout star in 2024. And you could see why when you watch the postseason this past year. And I think he's a hot candidate to be the D-backs breakout star in 2024. And that's why he is on this list. And then the final guy I want to discuss to wrap up segment number two as a potential breakout is a guy who who already had himself a pretty good 2023 season in Gabriel Moreno because he did have a 284 average, was arguably the best defensive catcher in all of baseball this past year. But the reason I still haven't have him as a potential breakout in 2024 is because I think there's still another level to tap into for Gabriel Moreno from an offensive standpoint. Defensively, if he just keeps that up, he has to do nothing else defensively. Like, He's already as close to perfect as you can be as a defensive player. He's already doing everything I would want him to do as a defensive player. But from an offensive standpoint, I would love to see a little bit more power out of a Moreno. We haven't really seen that from him. Even throughout his minor league career, he hasn't displayed a whole ton of power. But if Moreno can't turn into a 15 home run guy and maintain that 284 average, like, Moreno, I think, can definitely be an all-star catcher in Major League Baseball, considering he already has a gold glove under his belt, already a guy with high contact ability, career 290 average in 136 games. We know Moreno can hit. It's the reason he moved up to number three in the lineup in the postseason. But can his power... Can he put a little bit more power into his offensive contributions? It's a lot of singles. He did have 19 doubles in 111 games last year, but can we get to, you know, 30 doubles in 110 games potentially? Can we get to 15 home runs in 110 games? If Gabriel Moreno can do that, he will definitely be an all-star in his future considering how good his defense already is, how well of a base runner he is too for being a catcher Moreno 
has star written all over his future, and 2024 can be the year that he realizes that potential and turns into an everyday star for the Arizona Diamondbacks. Now, we'll wrap up the pod in segment number three by talking about three more players that could be at least internal all-stars for the D-backs in 2024. But did you know Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube? Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. All right, all right, all right. Let's get back into the Locked on Diamondbacks podcast. If you like the show, follow me on Twitter at careertimes24 for my personal account or look up Locked on Diamondbacks on Twitter and Instagram for the podcast handle. But now let's get back into the show and discuss some D-backs players that could break out in 2024 and turn into internal D-backs all-stars next year. And the first guy that I have on my list might be a little surprising because he has already had a decent sample size with the D-backs the last couple years, and he looked really bad in the regular season last year. But I have Ryan Nelson still ran down as a potential internal breakout star for the D-backs next year because, listen, Ryan Nelson looked really bad for the D-backs in the regular season this past year. When you look at his numbers, 5-3-1 ERA, over 144 innings pitch. Like it was a pretty large sample size for Ryan Nelson in the regular season last year, and he did not look good. But in the postseason, in that one appearance against the Texas Rangers, I think Ryan Nelson did show us something. 5.1 innings pitch, one earned run. It was really that lone relief appearance that has me thinking maybe Ryan Nelson could be a long reliever out the pen for the D-backs next year. And I don't think his future with the D-backs is as a starter, but maybe as a guy that could come in and save your starting rotation as a long reliever. Maybe that's his destiny. Maybe he could be the D-backs version of like a Nick Martinez where he can pitch extended innings out the bullpen or maybe come in as a spot starter when you need him. Ryan Nelson, I think, is definitely still a work in progress. But what I saw from him in the World Series, I did like a lot. Now in 2023, his fastball was absolutely crushed and I think part of the reason is just because he just throws it way too often and he still threw it less in 2023 than he did in 2022 but it's just still his favorite go-to pitch and opposing batters had a 308 average against it and a 553 slugging and when we look at the expected stats they line up right with the numbers that he gave up same with his cutter Basically, the same numbers allowed on the cutter as the fastball. So the numbers tell you when Ryan Nelson throws hard, opposing batters really keen in on Ryan Nelson. But the changeup, the slider, those had really good numbers against the opposing batters. So hopefully he can continue to work with his off-speed stuff to see if that can help him out in 2024. Continue to work with Brent Strom because Ryan Nelson, I still don't love him. But from that one World Series appearance, I did like what I saw. 
and I don't think his future with the D-backs is as a rotation starter, but I could see him turning into a Nick Martinez type and helping out the D-backs in 2024. And another guy that I liked more because of the postseason than the regular season last year is Luis Frias, who whenever you watch him pitch, he has all the talent in the world. Every time I watch him, I'm like, how is this guy not one of the best relievers in the sport? And it's because he likes to give up a lot of walks, he likes to give up a lot of hits, and he likes those hits to be hard contact. Now, in 2023, a 4.06 ERA and 31 innings pitch isn't that bad, but he did have a 1.5 whip. He did have 4.9 walks per nine, gave up a ton of hits, did give up three home runs in those 31 innings pitch. So there's still a lot of not so good with Luis Frias, but you can't help and you can't help but say when you watch him pitch, he does look pretty nasty. That fastball sits at 96 miles an hour. He's got the 90 plus mile an hour cutter, slider, changeup. Like his stuff looks nasty. And in the postseason, I thought Luis Frias was actually pretty solid. Like in the postseason the past year, 6.2 innings pitch and only one earned run for Luis Frias. It a 0.9 whip. The walks were still there, but. He just didn't give up as many hits. He still had a problem with home runs. Gave up two home runs in just 6.2 innings pitch in the postseason. But I think Luis Frias, with the stuff he has, if he can put it together, he can be that missing piece for the D-backs. They need one more guy to help the bullpen get to Kevin Ginkle, to Paul Sewald. Right now, Ryan Thompson, Sal Frank are like the go-to middle inning guys when we get to the 6th, 7th inning. But to have... A Luis Frias, one more option, especially a guy with the kind of stuff that could just put people away. The D-backs don't have enough dudes that could come in, throw flames, and just strike out people. Luis Frias can be that dude when you have two on and the you're, you're in the middle of a jam. Maybe there's a man on third base. Maybe there's one out and you need a big strikeout to not bring that runner home. Luis Frias, he might give up the home run. He might give up the hit, but at least you know he has the talent and the stuff to go out there and potentially strike out the opposing batter. If Luis Frias puts everything together, he could be a strikeout machine out the pen for the D-backs. One more arm to help us get to those ginkles and the seawalls in the 8th and ninth inning. And what I saw from him in the postseason really did impress me. So Luis Frias has a chance to be a D-backs internal option or internal all-star in 2024. Then the final guy on this list is a guy who I'm not even entirely sure he will be ready for the start of the 2024 season for the Arizona Dimebacks. I'm trying to actually look up the news right now to see if he will be ready. Um... He's throwing bullpen sessions. That was the last report on September 29th. So I think he should be ready for at least the start of the 2024 season. Tommy Henry of the Arizona Dimebacks. This is someone that was already putting himself, was already putting together a pretty solid season last year. 4-1-5 year right? 89 innings pitch for the D-backs in 2023. And in 2024, if Tommy Henry is right, and he at least looks like the 2023 guy, like if Tommy Henry... Pitches to a full season of what he just did this past year. That will be a D-backs all-star because that's all we need from Tommy Henry. As the number potential number five starter, if he can go 160 innings with a 4-1-5 year array 
Every D-backs fan, I think, would take that. And so for Tommy Henry, he doesn't actually have to do a lot to be considered a D-backs internal all-star. He just has to do what he did this past year in 2023. And coming off the injury, that might be a little bit tougher for Tommy Henry. But I liked what I saw from him last year. Still gives up too many hits. Uh, Want him to walk maybe just a little bit less. But I thought he performed pretty well compared to expectations for him. This past year and entering 2024, I don't think the expectation level for Tommy Henry will be as high um, considering he's coming off injury. So I think it could be the perfect opportunity for Tommy Henry to slot into that rotation because you're going to have Gallon, Kelly, Erod, Fott. Like no one's even going to be thinking about the number five starter. So I think it could be the perfect low risk environment for Tommy Henry to go out there and just perform to the best of your ability and if he can do that in 2024 Tommy Henry can definitely be an eternal D-backs all-star next season now that's it for this edition of the Lockdown Dimebacks podcast come back later in the week for more Dimebacks news coverage and insight and as always stay safe stay healthy doses